Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. This is Lisa. It is something like May 23rd. Yes, Monday, May 23rd, 2022. We are getting close to the end. I'm not sure if we'll finish today, possibly. April 1st, 2019. We're in the Awakening 2018 series, but it did it actually started in September of 2017. And it's ending in May 2019. So um, where we left off, my daughter and her two little boys, my grandsons, had been living with us for almost the full month of March. The grandkids went home to their dad. Um, I was seeing less and less of my husband. He worked... He worked um, an hour, an hour's drive away. And now that my daughter was there, and her and I are very close, he was spending less and less time at home. And the Lord started, shh, you know how that happens where hindsight is twenty twenty. The Lord started opening my eyes to thinking about things that just kind of made me go, hmm. And, and it was interesting because my daughter was talking about the same thing with her uh, ex-fiance that she had left in Montana. The Lord showed me something happened um, on the Las Vegas trip of April of 2018, the year before. And I'm not going to go into those things, but these are things that I did bring up to him. And as I said at the end of the last podcast, he was just jaw-dropping, like, how did you know that? So <clears throat> at that point, he started um, trying, to, trying to catch me while I was gone, and then he would dig through my journals and how I found this out is, um, now I had moved into the office upstairs, and my daughter was sleeping upstairs, and the grandsons were upstairs in this old farmhouse. We were remodeling, or well, we started remodeling, he did, the master bedroom. So it was a mess anyway, but there was one day he came down, and I, I always kept a bright orange flowered pair of reading glasses on the desk in my office because I just liked them and they were good. And he came one down one day and they were on his head because he always put his reading glasses on top of his head when he wasn't using them. And he came down and my orange glasses were on his head and I said, were you looking for something in my office? And he's like, no. Why? And I said, Oh, well, my orange reading glasses are on top of your head. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, that. I was, I was looking for, um, um, for like, for like a, a something from my work. I'm like, oh, it's not up there. So from that time on, and this happened in early April, I started hiding my journals. I would leave like mock journals sitting out that had just. Bible verses and things, and no dates, 
but these either went with me to town when me and my daughter would go to town or they were like under my mattress or I don't know where I put them. <clears throat> so it's, it's very interesting that the Lord was starting to show me that the, my time in North Dakota was coming to an end. And he started showing me that this marriage would not be reparable. And I asked the Lord why, and he said, he has left the marriage. And I said, what do you mean he's left the marriage? And he said, he, he has left the marriage. Um, so I, you know, I was just kind of dumbfounded about that. And he showed me it was not only in his dream life, and please ignore the page turning because I, I want to find certain things. But um, it was also, the Lord showed me that he was meeting up with a woman from his past. And I said, well, how will I know that for sure? And he said, she is a blonde woman. Well, he was accused by his ex-wife of having an affair with this other, this blonde woman that he knew really well. And so that didn't surprise me. At one point he had to go out of town and he was in a hotel for I don't know how many nights. Oh, at April 2nd it was for one night, but, but he started going out of town a lot. Um, there were other times we had, like, we had a really long talk in the basement. And that's really interesting. That brings up something. And other times we would talk out in the shop or else we would go for a long walk down the gravel road. Um, we had lots of talks. We talked endlessly throughout the month of April. Um, and it, it got to the point where I was just like, I don't know. He started to do something like he would mimic me. Um, I have so many things written in my notebook, but I'm not going, that's why I'm page turning, because I'm not going to go into everything. <clears throat> and my daughter was noticing things too, and she started saying things that were just straight out prophetic. Um, <clears throat> it, it was actually blowing me away. <clears throat> there was things that that she would say, and, and then she was having um, visions of things that were, sorry about that, that were turning out to be true. Um, I don't know. Then I talked to him about a person of our past, someone that I knew that he was in a relationship from before, someone that used to be close to me. And when he was telling me about that, it was very clear and obvious that he was lying. And you're just going to have to, and I'm sorry if any of you are a male listener that are like, that's, that's crap. That is a bunch of crap, you know. But 
if I read to you all the things in my journal, it it would take forever, and you would you would see you would be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a red flag. Okay, <clears throat> so I'm sorry. I just had to uh, mute my phone. My daughter-in-law got offered a job out of state. So my son and her are moving very, very soon. And I could not ignore that. So then I see here on, what day is this? Uh, yep, yeah, still in the first week of April. We went for another long drive. Um, he started admitting to things, which is another reason why I don't have to read all of this. He was admitting to things. And he had left the marriage. There was certain things that he just couldn't figure out how I knew. And it's because the Lord told me. And I, and I wasn't going to say that again. That happened in the first marriage. And he knew about that. He definitely knew about that. Um, there was very few dreams and visions during this time because there was so much talking. But in exchange, my daughter was having visions, like I said. And I thought I hit mute. I hit Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, well. Um, so we started fixing up the house because I knew that I was going to be leaving. The Lord showed me this, this marriage will not be, uh, fixable. He will not turn from his ways. And I know there's so many people that are going to disagree with that. You should always try and, you know, but I went through actually this was several years of him like in 27 well 2016 a few things happened and he was kind of just like losing interest I might say um, or midlife crisis I guess I don't know um, oh I, I had a vision Jesus sitting on his throne wearing white with brown hair praying in the sp I was praying in the spirit I don't remember that I wish I could remember that um but there was there was things that happened here and there and I was like you know what I know now what it feels like to be cheated on and the same thing happened in my first marriage. When I started getting too close to the Lord, um, my first husband started losing interest. And he told me later, I felt like I was in competition with, for your love with the Lord. You know, and I thought, that's so strange. That's just so strange. Um... Yeah, I don't know. And and my second husband here, his, his, oh, I have so many notes. His um, behavior was erratic. It was very erratic. And at one time, I, I told my daughter, I'm glad 
that I am live, uh, sleeping upstairs because I don't even know who he is. I don't trust him. He was almost like he was um, relieved that he was going to get his freedom back. But he knew it was wrong to try not and salvage the marriage. So some days he'd be just like super happy and um, all, you know, all in his own world. And other days he would be crying. And he was, he was really going through a thing. Um, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't understand it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward us and you're probably thinking oh good because <laughs> the page turning is getting annoying I'm just gonna fast forward us to the end because all this is which is which is good it's it's all good I was working out I didn't make a rash decision as you can as you can imagine because of all these notes. This is a thick, thick notebook and I, I'm only like another week into it and there's just so many notes. Okay, and one thing I do want to put in here is in mid-April um, I suggested to my daughter we should do some Bible studies around the kitchen table. It would help all of us out and maybe we could like just invite in the Holy Spirit and we could get some direction and so we started doing that and at one point um, he uh, the way he brought it up even my daughter noticed she said wow the way he brought that up is we were reading in Romans I believe it was Romans 7 where it talks about um, if you get divorced you can't remarry you know, and he was just staring at me, and he's like, so what do you make of that? You know, and I was telling him what I what I thought, you know. And I was like, oh, man. And, of course, he wasn't hearing anything I said. Um, April 24th, I had a vision, bird's eye view of me laying in bed. Jesus sitting on my right side on a chair facing me, keeping me company. I wrote a little bit later. I think I'm going back to my maiden name pretty soon. So all through April, we attempted to work on a marriage that the Lord told me was not salvageable. I didn't tell him that. I said, you know, let's let's see what if we can work through this. Um, but it appears to me that you're not willing to give up your outside extracurricular activities. Um, around the end of April, uh, I had told him that the Lord is showing me that you're not willing to, um, that he wasn't willing to give up his, you know, outside interests. 
And he said, I gave my heart to you. Who knows what the Lord will do? We may be back in the place where we got married. Who knows? You and your daughter may come up to the property up north to use the kayaks. Who knows? And then he said, I he said I could have the pop-up camper, which I wanted. <clears throat> so he was okay with it. So we sat down and we went through everything. This is the end of April. Um, we went through everything. And I said, you know what? I brought a lot into this marriage financially. So did you. Neither one of us were like super rich, but we both had had really good jobs and we had... You know, we had done things to, um, you know, build up savings, and we had our retirement accounts. And I said, I don't, I don't want any alimony. I don't want any, you know, I don't want to take anything that's. I went back to um, Minneapolis for another prophecy conference weekend with my sister. That's cool. I don't want to, I don't want to take anything from you. Just what I brought in. <clears throat> and what we built together, because we bought and sold properties, um, we weren't flipping houses and things like that, but we did a couple. And I said, and then, you know, we can figure in what this house will sell for. I know we've only had it six months, but hopefully you'll either break even or whatever. And so we sat down and figured it all out. And um, we had things like, you know, a, f a few recreational things like a pop-up camper and some kayaks, nothing major. Um, and he just said, you know what, I never go camping. I have the place, he'll keep the place up north. I kept this property down here, you know, took, took our names off and all that kind of thing through the paperwork of the divorce. And, you know, and, and he was fine with it. And at one point, the Lord prodded me to mention <clears throat> a certain stash of cash money that he was keeping uh, hidden from me throughout our marriage. Well, a couple of years before this, I had seen a safety deposit box rental thing come in the mail, and I said, what do you have in there? And he said, oh, you know, just like, you know, passports and, you know, and things like that. And I'm like, well, you, you carry your passport on you because you go to Canada for work here and there. We're, we live so close to Canada. And, well, no, I, you know, I have, so, you know, this couple of, you know, and then finally he admitted that he had cash in there. And I'm like, well, why didn't you just tell me that? I wasn't going to go spend it. My name isn't even on it. Why didn't you just tell me you had cash in there? You know, why were you trying to hide it from me? Well, his his first wife um, robbed him, basically. And he said, I'm sorry, I should have told you. So when we were sitting down at the kitchen table working out the who who's going to get what, let's divide everything up, he said, you know what, I hid that money from you, and I'm going to give it to you. And I said, you don't have to do that. And he said, no, you have to start over. It's my fault. You didn't get to see your kids. I lied to you. He was really, really good about it. And I said, you know what? You don't have to give it to me, but we'll figure it into all of the net worth. And he said, okay. So essentially, you know, I, giving me half. And I, I thought that was really good of him. And he was a, he was a good 
person, you know. Um, but, okay, yeah, there was, there was um, a few visions I had in here. They wouldn't make any sense in light of what we're going through right here. They make perfect sense to me. One about a mouse and a bush bean can. <laughs> but I even showed it to my daughter and she's like, and she lived with me and she's like, uh, I don't get it. I was like, okay, never mind. I do. It was about, it was about me going to live in a little mouse house. And right now I'm in, living in a little cabin. I don't have mice inside. But it's a constant battle for the mice outside because I have chickens. So it's, it is kind of funny. I live in a little mouse house, but there is no mice in here. I've never had mice in here. Spiders, yes, but no mice. All right, we're at the beginning of May. And, and I'm just going to tell you what happened. I'm not going to go get the next book because this book runs out. But with the last remaining 10 minutes, we're going to wrap it up. So we got to May. Around May 1st, I said, let's go over to the local county courthouse. We were living in a little tiny town, so there was a little tiny county courthouse. And I said, let's just go over there and ask them how long it takes to file the paperwork. The Lord had been showing me that I was going to be back in Arizona by summer, and it was May. And he said, okay, yeah, let's, let's just go over there and ask them. So we went in there together, and we're like, we want to file... Um, this paperwork. He wanted to get a, an attorney and I said, all of that expense is going to be on you. We can fill out this paperwork ourselves. We don't have anything that we need to fight over. Um, we can take all your name off my things, my name off your things. We'll go to the DMV together, motor vehicle, and do the vehicle titles together. I said, "There's everything's amicable. If you want an attorney, get one. You're going to pay for it. I'm not. So he said, no, we can just go over there. So we went over there and we had like 20 pages to file because um, we wanted to be really thorough and that's just the way the county paperwork was. And so um, we get up to the counter and this, this girl, frankly, I have to say, everybody in that town, in that whole county dressed like it was still the 1970s. It was one of those just hidden really old-fashioned places but anyway she was super nice and um and i said we want to file the paperwork and she looked through it and she's like okay and she was stamping the pages and she said how much it was going to be and she said the judge will you know take a look at it and if he doesn't have any problems with it you know he'll he'll um stamp it or whatever and she said, but he only comes in about once a month. And we're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. We didn't, we didn't think it, you know, it'd be like a slam dunk or whatever. And she said, well, no, he'll be in. It was Friday. She said, he'll be in on Monday. And, uh, you know, he, they do their convening once a month. And he goes through these types of things once a month. And that's Monday. So she said, if everything looks okay, it'll probably be done Tuesday. And we're like, oh, and he just looked at me like, he's come utter shock. And I was surprised too. I'm like, oh, all right. So we left there and we're like, okay, well, we're married this weekend and not next. You know, it was so odd. And the Lord was like, we're getting this done. You're getting ready to leave. You're going to start packing. It's like, okay. 
<laughs> so that was around May 5th. I'm not sure of the exact date because my notebook ran out, but I'm not going to go get the other one. Um, and so we left there and we got a call Tuesday. And we're like, if you want, you can come and pick up the paperwork or we can mail it. But, um, you know, it, it's done. We're like, okay. So um, me and my daughter agreed to stay an extra two weeks because the whole upstairs needed to be painted. The pink was too bright of a pink. The blue was too bright of a blue. And that little office I was sleeping in, um, no, that one was fine, but it was the halls, the, or the walls of the upstairs hallway. Oh, and we remodeled, we helped him remodel the bathroom. He was still working, so we were knocking out walls and, and painting, and it was a, it was a big job. The whole upstairs we tackled for, for him so that he could put it up for sale. And then we had a few campfires together, um, and he helped me get a hitch on the car so I could pull the, the pop-up camper, because he offered to bring it down. I said, no, I don't see any reason for that. You know, I can put a hitch on this. Um, oh, I took my car and traded it in um, on something a little bigger so I could pull the camper. And we went to the motor vehicle. We switched all of our accounts. I opened a, a new account. And we started packing. And that that whole time, now it was spring up there. And I had never seen this place in the spring. There was one night I was looking out the bedroom window. And it was uh, late March. And I was up in that little office and I was looking out the bedroom window. And there was a tree outside the window that I never saw leaves on. Because we moved in around Thanksgiving. So I didn't know what, we didn't know if any trees were dead or not. And there was a tree right outside the window and I was looking at it. And I'm like, I wonder if that tree even has leaves even is living well I was sitting downstairs in the recliner and I was going to take a nap one afternoon and as I was drifting off this is the end of March so I got to go back six weeks as I'm drifting off to a nap I clearly see that bedroom window and I'm looking out it and there's leaves on the trees and that's how I knew the Lord was saying when there's leaves on the trees it means you are leaving, leave, leaving. Like, oh, wow. And that was the end of March. And at this point, we hadn't been talking about divorce yet. So now it was mid-May. And I woke up one morning and I was, my head was, of course, like to the window. So I could look up at and see the stars out. But I was facing the other end of this little office. And I don't remember if it was day or night, but I was looking, this, either the sun or the moon was casting a shadow on the wall and I could see on the branches little fluttering and I'm like, oh, there's leaves on those trees. And I turned around and there was leaves coming out on the tree. But one big branch of it was dead and I knew we needed to cut that off. I also, there was also an outbuilding loaded with just stuff and so uh, me and my daughter helped him go through that we helped him do some work on the garage I mean the place really needed a lot of work um, we, we helped with 
Oh, the shop. We did so much to help him because I didn't, I, I didn't hate him. I didn't want to leave. And to this day, I, I have absolutely no hard feelings toward him. You know, none. It didn't take me no time at all to just be like, you know, it's, it's really a bummer this didn't work out. It really is. And that was it. Um, but anyway, so about the third, well, it was the 19th of May. Um, my daughter and I had decided we were going to leave on the 23rd. So we only had five days left. And I was laying in bed. Um, it was night. And I was just looking up at the ceiling. And I was thinking about that vision where I, I knew Jesus was sitting next to me and keeping me company and talking about things. And I was like, you know, Lord, you showed me so many things that were going to happen. And they did happen exactly as you said they did. You know, I said, I just pray that when we get into the great tribulation, because he's, she was showing me it would be during my lifetime. You know, I said, I just, I'm just, this is the lines that I was thinking along. I, I just, I thank you for being there. And I know that that's the way it's going to be. Because when we were in that little schoolhouse at Christmas time with the grandkids, you told us which way to go. Because we thought, well, the cops were after us, but they shouldn't have been. Um, they were given wrong facts. And I was telling the Lord, you showed us which way to go. You showed us go to this town. Now go to this town. Now go stay here. Now go stay there. Now listen to this person. And you led us through. And I thought of that verse. You'll hear a word behind you telling you this is the way to go. Turn to the right. Turn to the left. And then with this divorce thing, the same thing happened. He was telling me, this is what's going to happen. Say this. Ask him that. Go here. Go there. You know, and and I was just laying there thinking, you know, we're going to be leaving soon. And we were packing. And I'm just, I'm laying on my back and I'm looking up at the ceiling. And I'm like, just thank you for just always being there and, and leading me through the most difficult six months probably of my life. Except for my first divorce when I was in my mom's basement for six months. I'm like... Thank you for leading me through this very difficult six months. And as I'm staring at the ceiling, this feeling came over me, a heavy spiritual feeling. Well, a feeling of the Holy Spirit. And I was looking at the ceiling and I, I had the split second thought that if I could look intently enough in the spirit, not with my physical being, he seemed so close, I bet I could see him. And at that point, in the dark, <clears throat> I'm not kidding, in the dark, I saw the clouds part and blue sun, blue sky, I mean, sunny day, and Jesus himself, from the shoulders up, looking down at me, smiling from ear to ear, and it only lasted for about one second. And then it was gone because I was like, <gasps> and I opened my eyes and he was gone because I'm stupid. I didn't know how to keep the, keep it going, but I saw him and it went through my mind. He is seated at the right hand of the father. 
I saw him as clear as day. And I sat up and just cried for joy. He was saying with that one look, you did what I wanted you to do and now you're going back. Um, I'll end with this. The next day, me and my daughter went out to the garage. Um, we must have because Kevin must have been home. But we went to the garage and called my two sons and said, we're coming back. We're coming back to our hometown in Arizona. And we're going to be there in a week. And they, of course, were ecstatic. Well, thank you for following along. And if you thought that the series went too long, I apologize. I might have mentioned this before, but this is kind of like a, a, a blog for me. Uh, an oral log, like a recording log instead of a video log. I, I wanted this down on um, in recording. You never know what's going to happen. But this way, if my sons or my daughter ever want to know what that whole time was like, I can say all you got to do is go listen to it. So again, thank you very much. And I don't know what I'm going to start with next week or if I'm going to take a little bit of a break. Um, we'll see where the Lord leads me on that. So with that, I pray you have a blessed day.